I've never been afraid of change. And I'm actually kind of, I feel one a coming. I don't regret what I did. The thought of those big changes, it's not nearly as daunting. Hi, this is Mary Weiss, and for the umpteenth time, you are entering a world gone good. Hi, this is Kathleen O'Grady, and I'm not sure that I even left a world gone good. Well, hello, my name is Steve, and here we are yet again, shining and finding the light in the darkness to prove there is still good out there and lots of it. Welcome to World Gone Good. If you enjoy our good times here, won't you do us a solid by sharing us with your friends and rating and reviewing us wherever you download and listen in? You, yes you, can spread the good simply by posting about us on your social media. And when you rate and review us on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get this here good going on, you help more people find us. And for that, as always, we say thank you. Okay, here is a question. What's something you've been thinking about changing in your life that you haven't done yet? If this question feels like a deja vu moment, deja vu, well, it kind of is because one year ago, I asked you the same exact thing. In fact, I asked my guests the same exact thing. So let's just cut to the good chase and stop wasting intro time. Yes, yes. Okay, because... What's going to happen right now is we're all going to fire up the World Gone Good time machine. Strap in, buckle up, bring some water to stay hydrated. We are going to get a little refresher on your memory times by heading back to our episode literally one year ago. It was called Change Gone Good. Let's make some change, people. both have had some change in your life. Kathleen, I'm going to start with you. What's the big change that you can share with this audience that you went through? Well, the biggest change is I have a big dog now and I still have a small, tiny apartment. But um, this guy came along and boy, he's just made things so much fun. You also have had some change in your life. What is your change that's happened? Oh, my. You think? Um, I have changed locations. I left Los Angeles after 30 years living and working there. I sold my house that I've lived in for 18 years, and I moved back to Chicago. The world in general, it just feels different. Since the pandemic, we've all been through, a, I think, a, a really giant global sort of wake-up call, and, and we're all reacting in whatever ways we are. We get very comfortable in what we know. You know, I, I often, when I have to make big decisions, I like, I mull it over and I talk to way too many people and I mull it over and then eventually it's like, oh, God damn it, I'm just going to go. Just do it.
Our world gone good has made a full revolution around the sun since we last spoke to my pals Kathleen O'Grady and Mary Weiss. They're back, literally one year to the day, to talk Change Gone Good 2.0. Well, here's an interesting story. I was at the gym and I was working out. I thought to myself, you know what? I'm going to go listen to an episode of World Gone Good that I haven't listened to in a really long time. I'm just going to flick it back and see where it lands. And I flicked it with my thumb and it landed on an episode called Change Gone Good with Mary and Kathleen. Hmm. And then I looked at the date and went, oh my fucking God. (laughs) That was one year ago. Wow. And then I called these two bastards this bastardettes i gotta be appropriate up and i said texted him and said we need to get back together and do a 2.0 because it has been one year one year ago we talked about making changes and here we are making changes (laughs) unreal isn't it crazy I love that when that happens when you're when you know you look back at something and it's the exact date a couple years or a year earlier. I love that. So weird. Now, let's start here. Mary, Steve, tell me everybody what your big change was a year ago. Uh, my big change a year ago was I packed up my uh my life after 30 years in Los Angeles. I sold my house. And I went back to Chicago. I drove across the country and I moved into a, I'm apartment living again, but I'm living upstairs above my old college roommate. (laughs) And um, yeah, I packed up my life and I moved back to Chicago to be near family and sort of try some new things. Just, yeah, big change. Kathleen, what was your big change? Oh, my big change was that I got a big old dog. (laughs) And my big change is I left my job. Yeah. And it's one year later. And we're going to catch up and talk about where we are at. I'm going to start here. Mary. Yeah. Any regrets in the decision you made to make the change? Wow. You can be honest. Well, I, I want to say my first thing was no. There, there really are no regrets. Um, the, the, the one caveat, and it's so interesting because today it was particularly prevalent because I, uh, I actually had a couple of auditions. I had a voice audition in the morning, and then I actually had um, a Zoom audition for a commercial. I have a room dedicated to uh, for that. I've kind of gotten it set up, but it's just not the same as what I had set up in Los Angeles and stuff. And so the one thing I sometimes miss is my house. I miss the way I had my house set up. I miss my backyard, which was beautiful. I miss my studio. So I miss the house sometimes. I don't miss Los Angeles per se. You know, I love it. I love my friends. But I I miss, I'm very much a a homebody in that way. So I, I miss that. This feels, where I'm at now feels lovely. It feels uh, I feel safe. I feel very supported. I'm in the midst of a community. It's been lovely, but it hasn't become a home the way that my home was. But I also lived there for 20 years. So 
that's like my only regret, but that's, you know, that's a small regret, especially when I look at my bank account, because, you know, it was a nice, I made some nice money. I always knew it would be an investment, but I missed that. Now, one thing you talked about a year ago, we talked about a year ago is, hey, worst case scenario, you come back. Yeah. You've come back to visit a few times, (laughs) (laughs) as many times as you expected, more times than you expected. Less, actually. I thought I'd be back more. Oh, really? Yeah, I did. I thought I'd come back at least three or four times, and I've only been back twice. I came back for Kathleen's birthday because I refused to let someone have a big birthday uh, pass on their own. Mm, Thank you. She had no big plans, and I'm like, that is unacceptable. No. And uh, and then I came back for some uh, friend of mine wrote this show, and he let me go. Oh, God. Wow. Gross. Gross. <laughs> but I, I actually thought I'd come back more, and I, I didn't. But you came back for my play, which all three of us were a part of. Yay! Exactly. Where it mattered, I came back. That's right. Well, it's only been a year, Mary. Plus, I was, you know, I also ended up teaching. Right, because you got a, a job teaching in Chicago. I did. I, I was an adjunct professor for... uh in the spring at Roosevelt university. So I taught acting on camera to, I did two sections. So I had two different classes. Would that have fallen in your lap the way it did if you had stayed in LA? No, absolutely not. You know, I, I had quite a few friends, contemporaries of mine who, who were teaching like folks who were teaching at USC. Another friend was at Loyola Marymount who often had me come in and do guest spots, but I was just, I kind of didn't see getting any traction unless I sort of connected with someone um, and I hadn't done that yet, but I got here and pretty quickly reconnected with my old, one of my old college professors from Illinois State, who um, really is retired, but he had come back and he was teaching at Roosevelt part-time and he has been helping them find professors. And he immediately hooked me up. He actually had them bring me in to do a one day, like afternoon workshop of voiceover so they could see me because they want to teach a voiceover class. And so he recommended me, which I hopefully, fingers crossed, will be doing in the fall. Um, and then they ended up losing a teacher, like sort of last minute. So they, you know, the, I met the chair or the uh, head of the acting department. So she thought of me and she's like, would you be willing to do that? And I said, well, I've never done that before on camera. I've never done an on-camera acting cl- uh, class. So I said, but, you know, and she's like, you'll be fine. You know, I'm like, so it was a it was a big learning curve, but no, I don't think that would have happened in Los Angeles. It very much happened in Chicago because of that connection to Al and, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it could eventually have happened in Los Angeles, but Al was a big, a big part of that. So did you ever dress up as like Debbie Allen as Lydia Grant and say fame costs and right here is where you're going to start paying and bang your stick on the ground? Or is that just, is that just my idea of how acting classes are? Okay, that's the dance classes, okay, Steve? <laughs> I remember when I was like a, a junior in college and my mom for Christmas like gave me hot pink leg warmers. And it's like, mom, I'm, a the- I'm an acting major. I didn't like suddenly take up dance. Have you seen me dance? I can't even like- <laughs> And you wore it to your Lion in Winter <laughs> audition. <laughs> I wore it with my torn sweatshirt to my movement class. And one of those dance skirts that everybody had. Kathleen, be honest, any regrets in getting a dog? Oh my God, not a one. 
Not a one. The only thing is I've had some neighbors complain about his early morning barking. So that's been a little bit tense because, because it's kind of a like a Gladys situation. One neighbor was was apparently pissed off and she texted another neighbor. And so the one neighbor had to tell me that this second neighbor um, also was unhappy with the dog barking. So, you know, he and I have worked it out. He can go out in the morning, but I go out with him and he cannot bark and he knows it. But then after eight o'clock, when, you know, when all the uh, the gardeners in the neighborhood put their leaf blowers on, he can bark. Now, one thing you brought up a year ago is that several of the people who were your go-to people for helping you with him when you had to go away, they moved away. It's a year later. Do you have a new circle? Have you figured it out? Does he go to Does he go to puppy care? Uh, you know, I tried to get him into puppy care, but get this. I didn't understand that this was a thing. At least around where I am on the west side of L.A., um, if I want to be able to utilize one of the many puppy cares in, in my area, I have to commit to putting him in doggy daycare for at least two days a month. What? Yes. Yes. So my circle is still gone, but I have, I have somebody now reliable that I've already used once and I'm going to use in another two weeks and they seem to get along. So, yeah, I found somebody else. Thank God. You also talked about meeting very, I'm going to quote you, very handsome men out walking your dog. How is that going? How is that? Because I think that should be a TV show, but how's that going? Well, I'm still meeting them, but then we're saying goodbye. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Amazing. Amazing. Well, I left my job, and ironically, I'm back at my job. <laughs> in, a, <laughs> in a twist nobody saw coming, um, the way things fall in my lap, and the timing on this was really weird because it was the day after we closed the show. So Kathleen was the producer on my play. Mm-hmm. Mary was an actress in the play, flew in to be in it. And th- we closed the show on a Sunday night, right? We 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 in like the span of, I think like an hour, we broke the whole set down, got it all cleaned out. I went home on Monday. I got home around 11 o'clock in the morning on Monday morning. And at 1 PM, my old job called and said, would you be willing to come back? Um, And I was like, would I, what, with who, where, what, what is happening? How did this, what? So I am back at the place that I left a year ago, but I'm freelancing. So I'm not a full-time staff member. However, the one thing I wanted, the reason I left was because I wanted to work 100% remotely and they said I could as a freelancer. And so I got what I wanted. It just took a year <laughs> plus. <laughs> so does that mean we can't ask you the question of like, do you have any regrets of leaving your job? I, I, I don't. I, you can. I don't have any regrets of leaving my job. It's weird to me to think it's, I mean, of course, like it's been over a year for me since I left. Um, the job itself, but it's just so weird to me to be back in it, you know, and looking back at it now and going, oh my God, and I'm kind of in it on my terms. So no, no regrets. You actually got what you wanted. You just had to wait a little bit. A hundred percent. 
Well, wait, it's the, if you love something, let it go. And if it's meant to be yours, it'll come back. Oh my God, I see the poster on my wall when I was 10. Um, It's been interesting though, because um, to be back in it after a year and look at it and know I'm happy that this is only temporary. This is not something I want to go back to full time. And you know how you have that thing in your chest you know, I think anybody listening will know this. And it's what we talked about, you know, last year we're talking about right now with change is like, will I regret my decision? Will I, you know, what did I miss? What won't I miss? Will I, will they remember me? Blah, 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 these things. No, none of that happened for me. Like I didn't feel any of that. I I missed one, two, three, four people. There are four people that I desperately miss because I really consider them my family. Mm. But we were already joking around all the time on, you know, sending each other memes and texts anyway. So what did it matter? Right. It it didn't feel like a giant loss of, of that way. It just sounds like a, such an, like, really, your situation was win-win because you got to do a lot in that year. And lose a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Just kidding. In some ways, we probably talked about this a year ago on the episode, but, you know, COVID and and what we had to do to stay in touch with Zoom and stuff um, really made this transition even easier because, you know, I have, uh, I'm, I Zoom with people. I'm, you know, we got used to Zooming with folks. And so I Zoom with people back in Los Angeles. And, uh, you know, that certainly helped facilitate because, you know, of course my community was in LA, many of my friends were. I don't see Kathleen nearly as much, and I miss that big old dog. God, I love that dog. It's crazy how much I love that dog. <laughs> so here's something I want to ask you both. Start with you, Kathleen. Has the idea of making changes, i.e., looking at me leaving a job and you know, surviving and thriving, Mary making a move, surviving and thriving, has that helped you? in your view of making changes that you might want to make in your life? You know what it has. I I think that I've never been afraid of change and I'm actually kind of, I feel one a coming, you know, Um, I have some obligations that I feel like I need to stay around for, but I am already like I'm doing some serious real estate porn in places I'm surprised that I'm thinking about. So I, I, I'm, I'm ready. I'm ready for some change. And, and ironically, you know, the things that I'm staying in town for, when I'm able to make a change, it'll mean a big, big change has happened. So I really like sort of standing on the precipice of change or jumping in. But right now I'm standing on the edge of it. Mary, what about you? What was the question? (laughs) (laughs) It was that seeing the changes that we made, all of us, has it made it easier for you or has it made you hesitate? No, it's actually, it has made it easier. Um, It's made it much easier. I mean, you know, it's like once you, you know, once, you know, having ripped off the bandaid and done this massive move, which, you know, to be honest, before I did this last year, I hadn't done it since 1992, you know? 
I mean, I had some big changes in Los Angeles when I bought a house and stuff, but moving across the country, um, going back, it, no, I, I think that it's, it's, um, it's made me feel more, uh, really calm. Like I've done, I've done some Zillow and Redfin porn myself <laughs> looking at houses and stuff and like nothing's speaking to me, mm. but at the same time, I feel like I, it, it's not as daunting. You know, I can look and go, oh, I could live there. I could live there. You know, like I, I, it feels more possible, more doable. I don't feel rushed to do it either. It's funny. A friend of mine just bought a property down in, um, I'm going to get the name wrong. San Miguel Allende. It's a, oh yes, it's in, it's in Mexico and it's, there's a lot of expats there. And it was a very spur of the moment for her. And she was having some you know, she had some major second thoughts about it. And I, she and I were talking and I said, I, I don't regret what I did. And I, I don't know where I'm going there. Here's what I do know. I know I'm here at least another year. I know that there's more for me to explore of, you know, of, uh, of Chicago. I, you know, like to get to learn it again and stuff, but also like, Teaching was hard, but at the same time, I want to do it some more. Um, I kind of, you know, that first semester having survived that, I'm like, okay, good. Now I kind of have my feet under me. Um, so the, so the, the thought of those big changes don't, it's not nearly as daunting. Um, having said that, it also helps to like have the financial support, which I have right now for those kinds of big changes, I will say. But even, you know, but even with that financial support, there's still the, you know, you still got to, you know, you're on the precipice, you still got to jump. Well, that's a key thing, too, because I wanted to talk about this for a second. None of us have starved. We've all kept our health care. <laughs> we're all, you know what I mean? We're all relatively happy. Mm -hmm. And that's like the scary thing, right? It's like, oh, my God, it's the unknown. But there's something thrilling about that, too. You know, don't you think? Totally. 100%. It's so interesting. You know, you're talking, Steve, about a huge change in terms of leaving a job for the myriad of reasons that were right. And Mary, you moved across country. You sold your home, a place you loved. And I took in a dog. So I think my change was a lot easier. But it... Um, and you know, for me, it, it, it just enhanced the life that I was living anyway, but I do think it's kind of a, it, I have to say it pales in comparison to the two changes you made. I don't agree. And I'll tell you why, because I think a lot of people listening, if the choices were leave your job, move or take in a dog or a pet, I think that would be the third, because that's a, that's a real commitment. And that's a commitment brought into an environment that gets to stay the same. We made environmental changes, Mary and I, right? Yeah. Yours is really like, I mean, scheduling. Um, it's a <laughs> um, life change. It it's a life change. You know what I mean? It's like you got to your schedule, your 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 time when you could your freedom, all those things. Well, you're right about that. You're right about that. But I don't know. It just seems like the the payback is so much bigger than the sacrifice. So it just, it seems, it seemed once I got sort of buy-in from where I was living and, and then I got the bonus buy-in of where I was working, 
it just all was like, well, of course, this is the absolute thing I need to do. Because that dog goes to work with you. He does. Fuck yeah, he does. He's got rent to pay. (laughs) He really does. I want to say something, though, as someone who has sort of who watched, you know, uh, watched that transition for Kathleen and and big old Ransom. And it's like, yeah, like, you know, Steve didn't move. You were still in your house. You left your job, but you you were still in your house. You still had your hubby and your your pets. I did move across the country. But what I saw in you taking in Ransom was like, like your whole life shifted and it sounds funny, but like you became a dog person yeah. in a way that you weren't before. Like, like I love the the little shame. Kathleen just went. I know. <laughs> and if, no, but it was like I don't know how to describe. I'm not describing it very well, but like it, it, you became like you, you. There was a big internal shift there. And yeah, you became, you're right. it's like you basically you you adopted a a large furry four legged child. <laughs> <laughs> and That's I think true. it really changed. Yeah, I think it's changed you in a very good way. But well, I think that it's, you know, it has a bigger impact than perhaps it feels like, you know, this feels like um uh it's like mine's the big show because it's the whole like changing, but there's always, you know, wherever you go, there you are. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like Well, but you you bring up something interesting because you're saying that you see that in her. Kathleen, do you see it in yourself and and that shift? Well, I, I've always been a dog person and I've been a dog owner before, but just my life in the last dec- decade or so has been so kind of transient that I didn't think it was it was going to work. I mean, I've wanted one. I, I love having dogs. I love having a companion. Um but then, like I said, with everything falling into place, including my landlord being so generous and open about it, and then my boss saying, okay, we're a two-dog office, it was like, this is great. I didn't, I didn't think it would be easy in that way. If my job said I could have brought the dog in, then I might have agreed to do it and done the going to work. <laughs> yeah, but, but – you know, that's a big commute for you. And you yeah, were happy. No, no, no. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Yeah. Wait, I have a question that we have to get to. It's very important. One year ago, Mary, you yeah. said something. I don't know if you remember what you said. I don't. <laughs> you had one brother who hadn't called you yet. It's a year later. Has he called you? Uh, he has. Okay, good. All right. Okay. okay. It's, we're okay. Everyone, we're okay. We're okay. <laughs> he has. But having said that, this was my fear in moving that I'd come all the way back here to try to be near family. And they, you know, they wouldn't have time for me because they all have their families. And it's like, well, that's kind of true, but it's no different than in Los Angeles where it's like, unless we all have to work hard at our relationships. Our friends love us. We love each other. But at the same time, like nobody wants to drive across town for dinner. (laughs) No, it's like with traffic and stuff, you have to work at relationships and it's the same with family. Um, so I, you know, that's been a, a reminder, a little wake up call. It's like, oh, that's right. If I really want to see him, maybe I have to do it. They're also just used to my not being here. Yeah. 
A hundred percent. That's what I was about to say. I think that, you know, we I've experienced this with family on Jim's side and my side, and, and anyone who's listening knows this too. It's like when you're the ones who don't live near where everyone else listens and they all get together for the birthday parties and they all get together for the Super Bowl party or whatever it is. And then you come to town and you have all this energy because you're like, oh my God, we're all getting together. And they're like, oh, hey, yeah, what's going on? And you're like, oh, you guys do this all the time. Right. <laughs> like it's special to you because you don't get to be part of it. But then you're like, oh, that's right. This is just a Saturday to you. <laughs> this is a shitty Saturday that you'd rather be <laughs> not here. Got it. <laughs> but Mary, the, the wonderful thing about where you landed, and partially, mostly by design, is that you have two really good friends there. And I know that you've seen other friends who have been spending time in Chicago. So it it seems like for someone who made such a huge change and, you know, went back to someplace familiar, but still you hadn't lived there in, in 30 years or whatever it was, you have a nice family or a nice group, a nice friend group where you are, including, you know, the person you live above um, or below. I forget where, where I'm above them. You're above. You are above. You're always above them, Mary. I always are. Don't ever forget that. I won't. <laughs> Jean, uh, Jean, her name's Jean Mahoney. We were we went to school together. Jean Mahoney Parker. It's like I I have been pulled into her circle, and they're just lovely. And uh, I mean, even yesterday, she decided had to have a little impromptu um, Mother's Day brunch for you know for six of us. And not, you know, all of us, our mothers had passed and we're like, we're just, and she made a couple of quiches from scratch, which is what she does. Yes. There's been this great community. There's been folks like that I went to college with, um, but just Jean's community. And, mm-hmm. and there's been a huge connection back to both my, you know, both my alma maters and stuff. It's just, you know, in some ways, uh, one of the things I really love about this change, you know, I have. I really see what a, a, wow, what a huge, like all these concentric circles of people in my life. There's the folks who are super, super close. And then there's the next circle out and the next circle out. And mine is massive Mm -hmm. in terms of people I've known in different places that I'm still connected to in, in various ways. But coming here, I, I, it almost feels like it's familiar, but also there's been a relief because there's a, been a, like a pressure. You leave Los Angeles and LA is a whole thing in itself. It's this energy and of course, pursuing our career. And I feel like a lot of that's been lifted being in Chicago. And it just feels like, I don't know if I can articulate it. Just like, it's kind of fun. It's a little bit of a redefining because it's like people who don't know me and they're just like, we're just all of a certain age and hanging out in the city and, you know, it's not all tied around, Oh God, you know, the conversation of like, are you getting out, you know, and the business and stuff. It's, uh, it's just, it's just nice. And that was a very long ramble. No, it's not a long ramble at all. It could have been much longer. You could have tried harder at that. (laughs) I wanted to ask you both this. What was it like to come back together? The three of us to do the play for you, Kathleen. Oh, it, it, it really was a joy. Um, it was so great. And Mary stayed with me for a couple of days, me and the, 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 the big black dog. 
Um, so that was fun. We were kind of roomies while she was getting ready to, to go on for her week. Um, and of course that was also as we were opening. So there was so much going on and it was really fun for me. And I hope I was nice to you, Mary, to have, uh, to have Mary there as, you know, as kind of the chaos before opening. Um, and then of course I got to be around you quite a bit, Steve. And it, it, that was really great. It, I really had a wonderful time working on McKenna. Um, I learned a lot. And I learned a lot about the things I like to do. And I feel really, really proud at how that show turned out and who was involved in it. And so I'm so pleased that my 2023 start, started off with Happy Birthday, McKenna. Suck up. <laughs> I love it. Top that, Mary. Go ahead. <laughs> Oh my God. Okay. First of all, the idea that Kathleen is anything but nice is just ridiculous. It's like, I mean, she's like, I hope I was nice to you. I'm like, Jesus Christ. You know, I said it to Steve before. I am not that nice. Oh, you're so full of it. (laughs) There were a couple of things that happened during the run of the show and you know what they are, Kathleen. We don't need to go over them. Yeah. (laughs) But there were a couple of things that happened and you later said to me like, oh, I, I wish I had. Uh, it's my fault. It's my fault. I, it's it's my fault. I kept going. It's not your fault. It just happened. Like whatever it was, and I was just like, "You are so nice. Stop being nice." No. <laughs> <laughs> the only time she's not so nice, Steve, is if she's driving and she's a little stressed. Ooh, okay, that's good enough. <laughs> it was such a fun way, as you were saying, Kathleen, to begin the year, and and a, and a different. It was a change for me. Ha uh-huh, See, getting back to the topic. Change for me. <laughs> be, but it was also going back to my roots because the last, t- the first time I did a show was in 1993. So it's 30 years. And the last time I did a show was, I think I told you all, 19 years ago. Overall, for me, it was a great experience. And I'm, I'm so proud of it. I just look back and smile. And also, I look back and I'd be like, did that even happen? Which is like a weird thing to say. It's kind of like any of these things we're talking about, you know, did that even happen? <laughs> because that change just is now so natural to me. I think it's apropos of what we're talking about now, you know, this year that's gone by, which is the sort of the beginning of the emergence of coming out of COVID. Because when we first talked about the idea of happy birthday, McKenna. We were sitting at your friend's house, Steve, in, yep. in a hot, hot summer day in, yep. in Ojai. We were having a great like pool day and we were all so happy that we, you know, could actually see one another. We, we kept distance, but we had this great day and that's where the conversation started. I know you'd been thinking about it, but then again, through Zoom, we had, Zoom readings between just the three of us. And then we had, you know, other readings where at Mary's house, when, when we were all sitting outside being very cautious of one another because it was still high COVID. And then finally, at the beginning of 2023, as things were really feeling like they were changing, we got to do this play. So that meant. Um, you know, obviously the actors were unmasked, the audience was still masked, and we took care of one another when we were rehearsing. But when I think about Happy Birthday, McKenna, 
and think about the culmination of that process, it's, it's really about sort of ripping off all the masks and, and, and getting back into normal life. It was something that I left behind a long time ago, 19 years ago. And 19 years ago, actually 20 plus years ago was the last that it showed that I did all on my own. And, and I did not, I told myself at the time I'm done, I can't do a show better than this. It was critically acclaimed. It was Kirsten was the star of it. It was amazing. And to come back and be like, no, there's still more story to tell. There's still more changes to be made. There's still more things to evolve into. And I think that that is really the lesson that I've learned of taking these kinds of changes. And I have to say, it's like, I'm the guy with three dogs and a cat. And so, (laughs) you know, I look at you, you know, I mean, and Mary, you have two cats, three. What are you up to? Three. Three. So when we look at you, Kathleen, we're like, one. (laughs) (laughs) Amateur. (laughs) But he's really big. He takes up. One and a half, 1.75. We got it. (laughs) You know, I want to say though, too, about like, when you were saying that about like the fact that nobody got COVID, you know, and that, and that the cast stayed, you know, that's, yes, we were coming out of, you know, the pandemic, but it also was symptomatic of the overall change of how we have to live our lives now. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's only in the last month or two that I've really completely given up. I mean, I I'll wear a mask now and then in the stores and stuff like that. You know, and I, you know, hopefully, fingers crossed, it's something that's just sort of finding its way. But but it did change the way that we, uh, you know, the way that we approached it, uh, the way that you approached the show. And you did it so successfully. I got to tell you, you know, I had tickets to go see, you know, an equity production of Shakespeare. And my tickets were um, the first performance I was supposed to see. It got it got canceled. The whole weekend got canceled because because of COVID in the cast. That's you know that's an equity house. I'm like you and your us and our little you know ninety nine seat. Yep, yeah, it was an equity seat, show. You know? It was an equity show. God Thank damn you. it was. Okay, I got you. I got you. <laughs> I know. I'm just so used to thinking of small theater as as you know. But yes, it's you know equity. But um, regardless, I just, you know, like there's big theater companies with big budgets that can't contain it. And the fact that we, you did it the way you did was um, miraculous, but also, you know, an example of we have to change, you know, roll with the changes. And we were lucky because, you know, the people involved really had buy-in. They were everyone involved when they would leave rehearsal or leave the theater after we were open, you know, people put their masks on more often when they were out because they knew they were coming back to 10 or 14 or 23 or however many was in that cast. Um, So I feel like we had buy-in from our cast and from our, from our company and, and we really did take care of each other. So I'm going to wrap this up with uh, two questions. The first question is, uh, Kathleen, is there anything you else you want to talk about regarding change? Is there anything you want to say about it? I'm ready for it. I love it. That's awesome. <laughs> Mary, is there anything more? Or do you, go ahead. Kathleen keeps setting the bar so high. <laughs> I feel like I'm in it. I, I don't know that I'm ready. I, I feel like I'm still riding that wave. It's so funny. It's like, you know, you make, you rip off the bandaid. I make a big change like this, but it's not just finished. 
there's an evolution to it. And I feel like I'm still in that evolution. I'm still in that wave of change. The way that this change is working for me is to just stay really present and see what kind of comes my way. Um, and really listen. I've been working really hard to just sort of listen to, you know, that inner guidance. The big thing is just sort of staying present. I love that you say that. I put up something today by uh, Lance Parker, put out this little video. He's a trainer. He's a this, he's a that, he's a motivational speaker, blah, blah, blah. But he just put out this really simple video today, which I put up on my feed, um, where he basically just said, you're right where you're supposed to be. Where you are right now is exactly where you're meant to be. So breathe and be present. That's literally what he said today. And I was like, thank you very much for the reminder. And it's, it's that simple. The final question that we always go out on, Mary, tell me something good. <laughs> I finished my first semester as a teacher. I, I actually graded them, which I'd never done before. And, uh, and I think they all came out uh, unscathed <laughs> and a little smarter and a little happier. And I, I really learned a lot about myself and I'm just, I'm, I'm actually now looking forward to doing it again. Kathleen, tell me something good. I'm going to go to Connecticut and install a butterfly garden. What? Yeah, that's my summer vacation. Is that part of work or for fun? Just for fun. I, I designed a garden for uh, a dear friend and her husband and they loved it so much uh, that this is the year they're putting it in. So <laughs> I've been uh, I've been landscape designing and running the construction site from three thousand miles away while she's dived into uh, being a landscape designer on the fly. So it's been really fun, and I can't wait to go and get this thing in. And if anyone questions why I chose Kathleen to be the producer of my play. There's the answer right there. (laughs) Thank you, Kathleen and Mary, for sharing your good yet again. And if you haven't done so, check out the original Change Gone Good. It's episode number 90, wherever you podcast best. And then time for you to get your change on, don't you think? Next time on World Gone Good. I've always had a crazy big picture in my head. I do not think small. I want to be the go-to coffee for animal lovers nationwide so that I can impact rescues and sanctuaries, so that I can affect the lives of millions of animals, hopefully work towards eradicating animal neglect, abuse, and unwanted animals. Claudia McMullen's favorite coffee place was closing. So did she do what any one of us would do and simply go and find a new coffee spot? No, she did not. She bought the place, named it after her dog, and a coffee-roasting, animal-supporting empire was born. She's all about changing it up, and through Hugo Coffee and Fluffy Cow Coffee, she is doing just that, one animal at a time. Prepare to be inspired by Claudia's wake-up call to caffeine it up 
and save the world. I can't wait for you to hear our highly addictive and pun-filled conversation on our next brand new episode. You're going to be there. You love coffee. Come on, coffee, animals, what more do you need? Until then, be good.